What If, Season 1, Episode 9. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Marvel Plus. If the name didn't give it away, this is the number one podcast devoted solely to discussing the Disney Plus Marvel series. My name is Brett Scott, I am your host, and this, my friends, is the show. We've got a big What If season finale show for you today, and we've got a brand new guest to help me close up shop. Jamie Sherman is here from Nerdology 5280, and we have a hell of a conversation. Uh, you know, not, not only do we talk about this season finale of What If, but, you know, we go into talking about WandaVision and, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier and the greater MCU and the Loki series. Like, we go all over the place. But don't you worry, there's a lot of What If Episode 9 discussion. I think this may actually be the longest episode yet of Marvel Plus. And that's pretty crazy, considering we're talking about a 30-minute show here that we're talking about. This is what we're reviewing. A 30-minute series. You know, sometimes my guest and I get in the weeds a little bit, but I don't mind that at all. You know, in fact, I kind of love it. I love just letting the conversation go where it wants to. For me, it makes things much more interesting, and hopefully you guys feel the same. Lately, it seems like the more off the rails the show gets, the more fun I'm having. You know, the more I'm enjoying doing it week after week. Anyway, as I said, hopefully you guys enjoy it too. But, you know, if you don't, you know, if you like it, if you don't like it, um, you can always reach out and let me know on Twitter at RealBrettScott. Or, better yet, go over and rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Give me a piece of your mind over there, and I'll even read it right here on the show, good or bad. All right. As I said, nice, big, fat, juicy, long episode today. So let's jump right into it with Jamie Sherman. Oh, wait, wait, wait. One, one thing before we get into the conversation portion of the episode, uh, I will tell you that there were a few audio issues when we recorded. Uh, I think I did pretty well to put it all together pretty nicely, but one thing I could not fix is the first 30 seconds to maybe 30 to 45 seconds of the episode um, or of the conversation. Uh, that part is actually missing. So when you hear Jamie talking at the beginning of the episode, um, what he's doing is he's responding to me about his podcast, Nerdology 5280. He's describing how it got started and what it's all about. So I apologize for the missing bit and hopefully... This doesn't affect your listening experience too much. All right, let's get into it with the great Jamie Sherman. I simplify it for them in a sense. Um, so that's kind of where it started. And then it more led into doing a lot more just kind of charity stuff. I haven't done as much in podcasts and stuff recently, but... It's it's hopefully coming back soon. <laughs> okay, but All that's right, so... and then fifty two eighty. That is uh, basically I live in Colorado, 
So Denver's the Mile High City. And when I first started it, someone already had Nerdology. So I was like, what can I do? You know, and I thought, why not 5280? So, and that's why. So that's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's 5,280 feet, that one mile, right? Yep. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. Cool. That, that's clever. I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then another another cool thing, something else that I dig about you that I found out by just kind of checking out your social media is that you are a philanthropic philanthropic fellow, right? You uh, <laughs> you you work with a a charity, right, called Extra Life. Yes, yes. So I, uh, what is what is Extra Life? What is that? It is basically a bunch of gamers that play games to raise money for the children's hospital, and we. Oh do it for our local hospital. So all the money that we raise stays in whatever state or we actually have people all around the world that play. I've met, uh, you know, people from Brazil and Australia and stuff, you know, that will play and, you know, raise money that, you know, they lived here at one point and they Mm -hmm. still, they want to raise money. So it's just kind of a way to show people that gamers aren't your, just Doritos and Cheetos eating Mountain Dew drinking, you know, people, there's a good side about them. So, right. Yep. Right. That's, that's cool, man. That's a creative way to um, raise money. So um, how does that work though? How, how do you raise money with gaming? So there's multiple ways. Um, I do a lot throughout the year. Well, before everything was shut down, but I would do a lot going to conventions and, you know, raising money there by um i'd have like mystery bags and stuff that i'd sell uh, Mm -hmm. of just stuff that's been collected and things like that but a lot of people they'll you know be on like twitch or youtube gaming you know stuff like that and they'll have a link that specifically takes you to their own homepage, Mm -hmm. and the homepage is set up with however they want it and people can just go in and donate that way um the biggest thing is in november coming up here the first saturday uh there's every year the first saturday in november there's a 24-hour marathon where gamers for 24 hours straight are playing games so you know it's they treat it kind of like a marathon like for every hour they last you know, mm-hmm. people can throw in like an extra five bucks to, you know, the charity and stuff like that or however they want to do it. It's really it's a very, very open platform type of charity. There's really no specific way that you have to go about it. Mm-hmm. So okay. it's cool. Yeah. So you can donate like you can go straight to the website and, and donate mm-hmm. there or you can mm-hmm. be watching someone on a, t- a Twitch stream and donate through there. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, it's so many cool ways to do it. It's very, very open. So it's and you don't even have to be a gamer to do it. So. Yeah, that's awesome. I like that. I dig that. It's it's a it's it's a creative way to raise money. I dig it. And it's fun. (laughs) It's fun because, you know, not only for obviously the gamers get to do what they love anyway and, you know, raise money for something for a good cause doing it. But also, you know, people who are like watching you on Twitch, you know, they would probably be watching you anyway. So, you know, they can mm-hmm. they can donate to a good cause in the meantime. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I mean, it's definitely great. And we raise a lot of money in the process, too. Um, I think last year off the top of my head, it was like upwards of 30 million or something like that. 
Um, that is crazy. That is yeah. awesome. For a bunch of gamers. <laughs> that is cool, yeah. man. I dig it. That's awesome. So I, I will definitely, I'll put the link to that in the show notes and we'll definitely tell people to, to head over. Is there a website specifically that people can go to? Can you hear me now? Yep, I can hear you. Okay. Okay, that was weird. It just changed on my computer. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's all right, man. So is there is there a website where someone can go and just donate, you know, without the Twitch stream or anything? Where would they go? Yeah, they can go to extra-life.org. And that's the main page for Extra Life. And if you want to specifically, you know, go to something where you donate to directly to me, um, you can do type in my name in the search. So Jamie Sherman. And it comes up, um, it should come go right directly to my page specifically. And I will send you the link that actually has the specific um, page for it too. Um, or if you feel like starting your own team, feel free to do that, you know, and start raising money on your own because anyone and everyone can do it. doesn't matter what age or, you know, how you go about it, like I said. So that's awesome. We'll yeah. definitely get that out to as many people as possible, dude. So, like, not only in the show notes, but we'll we'll tweet it out and put it out on Instagram and everywhere. So, for sure, awesome. yeah. Like, I, like I said, game day is coming up. Tune in. I'm gonna be doing all kinds of stuff. I've got a couple challenges uh, that I'll be setting up for if you if you help me raise a certain amount. You know, I'll torture myself. You know, in certain <laughs> ways with uh, like the hot ones hot sauces or the uh -huh. one chip challenge stuff like that so that's cool yeah put yourself out there that's good mm -hmm. i like that definitely <laughs> all right so uh so you know before we get started actually talking about the, the what if episode that we came to talk about um one thing that i that i did just catch today and i was going to bring up and i guess it's kind of uh pop culture mcu news um but i, I don't know well, i don't know if it's news really but I heard this on Fat Man Beyond. Do you ever listen to Fat Man Beyond? I have off and on. Okay. So you know what it is. Kevin yeah, Smith and Kevin Mark Smith. Bernard, and they have their little mm -hmm. pop culture show, basically. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, they're, they're talking about how at Marvel Studios, not only do they, like, heavily shake down and investigate leaks and stuff. Like, you know, obviously, they've got that kind of stuff going on all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, within the company, they they, they – uh, you know how with the fans, they'll like throw stuff in trailers to like throw off the fans and stuff like that. Well, it turns out that even within the company, they do things like leave fake info lying around, like stuff alluding to upcoming characters and stuff and, and mm -hmm. like completely false information to see if people will leak it and then they can like get rid of those people. Hmm. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's pretty. It's some CIA level stuff. It's pretty crazy. I mean, that's... That's nuts. <laughs> I know. I found that really interesting. It's like, I get it though. It's like, I mean, anything that can be leaked will be leaked. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's pretty nuts. It's a, it's a great way to keep everything, you know, on the DL and make sure mm -hmm. that, you know, yeah, you do find those people because you're like, I mean, I'm sure they have them sign like NDA type stuff. You know, yeah. so I mean, it's it's kind of a way to be like, oh, hey, so you were the one that said this, <laughs> right? Yeah, well. yeah, I found that really interesting, man. I was like, wow, that's that's crazy, but but at the same time, it's a hundred percent believable. Like I can see Marvel Studios doing that. Yeah, I love Disney in general. <laughs> I mean, yeah. for 
it probably came uh, came from uh, someone higher up there. It's like, hey, we need to keep this stuff on the wraps. You know, mm. that's what what can we do? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just feel, yeah, it feels so it feels so um, like entrapment, but I like it. I don't know. It's <laughs> it, it's it's going pretty far, but it's like I do get it because there are so many leaks and. Honestly, I'm the type of person who doesn't like leaks. I know some people love like spoilers and leaks and to know stuff ahead of time, but like that's the last thing I want when I'm looking forward to a movie is to like have something ruined for me before I get to see it. I am so there with you on that one. I mean, I try and I mean, I'll watch the trailers, but when mm-hmm. they start like doing like you know, a new thing every week, you know, leading up to like a movie or TV show release or something like that. I'm like, no, I don't want to see all that because it just, it's getting too much. And then when people are like, well, Hey, what about this and this? And did you hear about that? I know. Stop right now. I don't want to hear it. (laughs) Yeah. It's too much. It's uh, even, even the studio itself does too much, right? Like by the time they get to that story trailer, like right before the movie comes out, they've got the whole movie in there. Like, all the best lines are in there. Like all the greatest action sequences are in the trailer. And it's like, what's left by the time you get there, you're like, Oh, I've seen all this. I've seen everything already. Yeah, exactly. And it gets, you know, after a while it gets pretty old. You're like, do I really, you know, am I going to go spend my, you know, hard earned money in the movie theater to go actually see this? Or should I just wait and, you know, see it when it comes out on, you know, Disney plus or, you know, whatever, you know, uh, wherever you catch, whatever you're, trying to see so you know it's it makes it, it makes it difficult especially this day and age with social media yeah it's it's a it's a full-time job avoiding spoilers for stuff but like yes. you know one one example though that i found recently that has done a like a proper trailer i feel like and i'm sure they'll ruin it by the time the movie actually comes around but have you seen the trailer for the batman yes yes that is the way you do a trailer and not tell everything about the movie. Like, leave a lot of mystery, you know what I mean? Allude to some things, but, like, not give anything away. I love that, because I have no idea what it's about. Like, I can imagine that maybe it's got something to do with the Riddler. Maybe. I mean, that could be a red herring. Like, I, I don't know. But the way they did that trailer is, like, how trailers used to be. Like, when I was mm-hmm. a kid, and you didn't know anything. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was, it was, it was perfect. You know, now... Maybe in what a week's time, well, nine days time, we could be, you know, mm-hmm. turning around saying something different because they're releasing a brand new trailer that day, um, yeah. the 16th. But, um, yeah, you're you're totally correct on that. I mean, it was it was the one scene and it showed us, you know, some moves and we got to see like what he looks like and how he's going to be mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of get an idea. But then it's like, what's the story actually about? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I don't want to know any like mm-hmm. I don't want to know anything until I walk in that theater. Like, I don't want to know what time period this takes place yet. Like, I don't want to know how early it is. Is it Batman year one? Is it Batman year two? You know, is this a little bit later? Like, I don't want to know any of that until I actually walk in and experience mm-hmm. it. That's yeah. how I want it. To be. So hopefully they hopefully they stick with that. Yeah, I'm right there with you. One hundred percent. Yeah, more more. It makes it a lot more interesting and you actually sit there and you don't get bored while watching the movie. Yes. And, I, and you know, I think it's it, it's it's probably a product of my age, too. But like, I feel like I don't know. I don't know what young young people right now going to movies think about it. Like they've kind of probably always had it. They feel like this way. And, and I wonder if it even bothers them at all. 
but I know for everyone before, like I'd say people who were um, at least teenagers before like 10 years ago, they know what I'm talking about. And it's like, it was totally different experience going to the, going to the movie theater. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and it's, I mean, it it leads back to the whole social media thing. We didn't have, you know, Mm -hmm. instant gratification in that sense of knowing all this stuff. As soon as it drops, it's 20 people talking about it and, you know, trying to spoil stuff. You know, back then it was, okay, you had to, to see the trailer. You either had to see a 30 second trailer on TV or you would have to go to the movies to actually see the trailers before. Yeah. And there wasn't 30 trailers before a movie came out here. There was one trailer and then like a TV spot. That was it. Yeah. I mean, it was I just went and saw um, Venom and I was like, we could have came like 20 minutes later. I mean, yes. I, what what's the point <laughs> you know i've seen it all anyways you know all that stuff's been leaked online for a long long time and it's like i don't yeah. want to sit, it know? is it's kind of weird that they still show so many trailers they show more trailers i feel like now than they ever have in the theater and it's like yeah. we don't need that anymore we really don't need the trailers in the theater although i do there's something nostalgic about it but at the same time yeah i've seen almost every one of those already when i step in the theater mm-hmm. yeah so exactly <laughs> very true there and it gets it's it's annoying it is definitely annoying but i guess if that's what gets people in the seats and especially with everyone trying to recover you know yeah yeah it seems to be working this uh shang chi's like doing really well it's the, the definitely the best of the pandemic and um it, it seems to still be going strong still be getting a lot of a lot of butts in the seats week after week so that's good mm-hmm. that's good news that works i'll take it you know get it get them producing more you know there's yes. you know with what's on the horizon keep bringing it yeah keep the theaters going man like uh-huh. that's one thing i don't want to lose you know plus you know i have stock in amc so i want to keep <laughs> i want to keep <laughs> nice. um, that's, that but works. um kind of kind of pivoting uh towards what if uh but along the same lines what did you think about what if before the series actually started what did you think it was going to be like like were you a fan of the what if comic books like what were you thinking going in i did read some of what if way back um Mm -hmm. i didn't remember it as much but i was excited because i'm always the type of person that likes something different you know i don't want the normal yes the first couple phases, the whole, you know, um, Thanos and everything, it was it was great. But then they finally switched it up because it started to get too much cookie cutter in that sense. So mm-hmm. I was excited. You know. Yeah. Well, so then you probably like you like this whole di- idea of series then as well, because that's that was wildly different. I feel like than I had no idea, you know, when I was watching these movies a couple of years ago that they would spin off into connected series. That's a crazy idea. Yeah, no one no one expected something like this and i mean to pull in everything um that they've done you know seeing you know what they did with scarlet witch and even loki and all them and how they were able to connect them so much Mm -hmm. into it it's it's awesome i mean it's great so just to get kind of a, a a read on where you're at with this like what do you think overall for these four series that we've got so far how would you rank them which ones are your favorites um that's that's a tough one i mean 
because I think they all had their highs and lows mm-hmm. in a sense. Um, but was there any of them that beginning to end, you're like, that was great. That was a great series all around. I, I would say if I said that, you know, it would be more the, uh, you know, Scarlet Witch, you know, and okay, you know, Vision. It was just it was one of those things where it changed so much from the beginning to the end. You know, you had these 50 style, 60s, 70s, 80s style shows that moved into then your whole MCU style stuff mm-hmm. um, with a lot of good twists and turns and everything. And a lot of stuff I just didn't see coming yeah i didn't i didn't expect um well i'd say i didn't particularly love the way they wrapped it up um but i did appreciate that this is a wildly different show than we've ever seen before and mm-hmm. but at the same time bringing in this nostalgia and like this like homage to series in themselves like through the decades i thought that was really cool it's like hey here's a taste of like what series have always been and then this series itself is different than anything has ever been before like it's kind of a cool little twist Mm -hmm. yeah definitely and a little side note they actually just announced today that they're making that uh agatha hartness um a little spin-off show for her oh that's that's cool yeah so i mean but it's yeah it was it was something that was it wasn't your typical superhero type Mm -hmm. you know show you know, not yes, I loved Falcon and Winter Soldier. That was great too, you know, but that was your superhero style show, you know, yeah. something that you'd expect that. This wasn't about the hero, I mean, really in that sense. There was not like that one specific hero in it. Right. Right. It was like it was a it was a dramatic story. Like it was <laughs> there was a lot more to it. It's about relationships. It was about mental health. It was about um you know, loss and grief. Like it was, it was a lot different than your typical superhero story for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Definitely. I um, dug it. I did. I did like the, 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 I think the best aspect of that show and it was kind of cool that it ended up coming out first. Cause it wasn't originally scheduled to come out first. It was supposed to be Falcon and the winter soldier first. Mm. Um, but they ended up going with WandaVision first cause it was finished and ready and, and Falcon and the winter soldier wasn't. And so when, that ended up being first it's it's kind of cool because it like i said for one it was so different right it was such a wildly different show it's like whoa okay we're getting some crazy stuff with with these series um but then this this whole thing that returned to the fandom that we haven't had in a very long time maybe since you know more than a decade ago of like when you would watch a show weekly on tv and speculate all week about the next episode. Mm-hmm. You know, I, other other streaming services have been doing this a little bit, like Hulu and Amazon. They'll put out like a couple and then put out one a week. But nothing was grabbing people's attention the way that WandaVision was, like where everyone was speculating all week long until the next episode. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, and it was just one of those things that it's like, okay, what, I mean, where are you really going to take this? I mean, because it's not something that you, people have read before or really seen. I mean, because, I mean, if you think of it, it's such a dramatic turn from what even the comics were about with between her relationship and vision and all that stuff, even with all the different redconning they've done in the past. Yeah, I think it's cool. They 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 made it seem similar enough that people were like, oh, well, I read the comics, so this is what I think is going to happen. 
mm-hmm. this this is how this is going to play out because I've read the comics or I know the background on this. And then no, it's it's not it's not like the the Wanda and Vision stories that you've heard before. Similar, but turns out you know different. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, no, that's 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 why I liked it so much. So yeah, I was um I was I think I probably say my my favorite series is still falcon and the winter soldier i like that grounded story i like you know the cap films are my favorite of the of the entire mcu i think that trilogy's mm-hmm. damn near perfect um and so for that reason it felt like the cap films you know and i was like okay this is what i like i love the the john walker stuff i loved that everyone in that series was gray. There was no black or white. There was no villain and good guy. It was like everyone you kind of could have some empathy for and feel for. But at the same time, it's like, oh, this is the bad guy. But is it really? Like, I like mm-hmm. that aspect. Of it. Yeah. And it's, I mean, well, I mean, it's, I guess, in the same sense of looking, you know, up to the whole WandaVision and, um, and all that, it's, you didn't have that specific person. And yeah, I see that exactly with that show. And it did, it did make it interesting. It was, you know, I, I'll admit through the show, I became such a bigger fan of, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. After all the movies and all that stuff, I was like, these guys are actually, you know, bringing these characters really to life and making you, you know, understand them so much more and make them so much more exciting. Yeah, they they're taking sidekicks and making them, you know, main heroes, mm-hmm. and that, yeah. and I I think it worked. I think that that series did exactly what it was supposed to do. Like it set up the the John Walker stuff, the U.S. agent stuff, like for later, um, and then brought in, um, what was her name, um, Val, Val. and yeah, it, it seems like she's recruiting people for something. We're not exactly quite sure yet, but it set all that stuff in motion for later down the road. But at the same time, I think the main point of the show was to get everyone to be like completely on board with, hey, Falcon is the new Captain America. You know what I mean? And and it worked for me. Like at the end, I'm like, okay, like that's that's Captain America now. I'm down with it. And then brought some more feeling and emotion to to Bucky, to the Winter Soldier character. And yeah, I like I can't wait to see what they do with it with the Captain America four thing. Or yeah, how tie them into what's going to happen later because they're kind of the old guard now, right? Like we got all these new heroes coming in, new villains coming in, all this kind of like the new guards coming in, the old guard. There's there's still a few of them left, and I'm curious to see how they intertwine them. Like, are they going to phase them out soon too, or you know, what are we going to get? Yeah, you know, I mean, we know we know the few that they've, you know, for sure won't be there. I mean, we're not going to see Iron Man anymore. Um, Captain America, the, of course, the original Captain America, Steve Rogers, gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it would be interesting. Yeah, it's, I don't, I don't know how he would fight to, um, and then, uh, you know, it's, it, you, it is the, the way they are going to be. I mean, cause we know Thor is, mm-hmm. he still wants, I mean, they, he still wants to play Thor for, uh, I don't know how much longer they said, but it's supposed to be for, I mean, I, I could see another couple of movies, but I could almost see them spinning it off where, you know, it's like they, it, his own thing. Or, yeah. Something yeah, like that. They, they could definitely do that. I, I've been curious about how long he would play the character because I know, I mean, it's gotta be as an actor, it's gotta be like, okay, I've done this for a decade. 
you know, eventually it's got to get like, <laughs> I want to do some other stuff, you know, mm-hmm. I get it. I get with, you know, a guy like Robert Downey Jr. Like, um, yeah, it's made him richer than anything ever has before. But at a point, it's like artistically, he wants to do some different things. I get that. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, definitely. And it's after a while, I mean, I I don't want to be stuck doing the same thing as it is. But maybe if they the actor's like, oh, you keep changing it up, you keep doing these things and making it different each time. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll stick around or I'll do, you know, if you make it just a smaller role, you know, and then yeah, stick to it be, and do that. That'd be yeah. cool. Have them, I'd like to see them, you know, like cameo forever. I really would like mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't care how long it is. I don't care if they're old men or cameo. When I'm <laughs> watching it, like, oh, that's that's Chris Hemsworth. He's a uh, yeah, you know, yeah, he's sixty I, years old now. Look at his arms; they're still massive. What's going yeah, on? <laughs> they, they would be. They would be. It would be like uh, Expendables. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. You, you just came up with another idea. You know, when they're all older, they can make the yeah. uh, Marvel Expendables version. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh now what did you think so far of the what if series uh going up to this final big finale episode other than episode one mm-hmm. i enjoyed it a lot i was not a big fan of episode one um but the rest i i loved you know it, it definitely kept me intrigued and all that it's just episode one felt very cookie cutter to me and mm-hmm. it wasn't as different as i thought thought they could have made it for the whole you know story it felt like i was watching uh captain america you know the first adventure yeah again yeah just kind of, i felt that. like that to me um but other I, than that yes my uh yeah my my barometer was kind of like the darker the better on the on mm-hmm. this series so i wasn't a huge fan of the t'challa as star lord episode um, like that was one of the weaker ones for me. The Thor one, while it was funny and fun, it, it wasn't as strong to me as as the dark ones. I loved like the darker, the better. So obviously these last two were really good. I liked the Doctor Strange episode a lot and the 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 Avengers being picked off one by one by by a serial killer. Like I like all that because we don't get to see that normally, that darkness. I loved it. Yeah, they have a lot more freedom to do that yeah. stuff when it's on something like this. You know, it still stays in that realm of the PG to PG-13, but they don't cross that line in that sense. You know, more it goes more towards, I mean, if you it doesn't quite go to the point of like if you've seen um, uh, Titans or Doom Patrol. Right. You know, type stuff. But it's right. it definitely gets dark. Yeah, just darker themed, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, whereas something like, like you said, like Doom Patrol, which I think is pretty amazing. And, mm-hmm. um, and Titans, uh, it's more than just dark themed. It's like, you know, the, there's a lot more violence. Um, mm-hmm. There's more profanity. Like, it's definitely <laughs> darker in that sense. But this is like, they just go darker themed. And I, I, I think it's just dark enough for the MCU. Like, it doesn't need, you know, that Doctor Strange episode was... Um, as dark to me as any episode could be of of one of those DC series, just because of the content of it, like that what it was, like you know this guy's trying to save the woman he loves and basically destroy his entire universe to save her. It's pretty insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I mean, hands down, I mean that episode was just it was incredible, 
and mm-hmm. it just showed that darkness um, that you wouldn't have really expected. You know, yes, he was very, very cocky and everything, you know, throughout his movie, but he wasn't, you know, dark, didn't, you know, yeah, he wanted to find ways to do it, but he was more trying yeah. to fix himself in the movie than trying to fix right. something else. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was he was like selfish, right? He mm-hmm. wasn't as quite he wasn't as I don't know what the word is, but he yeah, he didn't go as dark with it. It was just kind of like, yeah, I just want to fix myself. I want to get back to doing what I do, making money, you know, being this all-star surgeon. But mm-hmm. yeah, in this yeah. it was like just man, it was so there was a lot of emotion in it. I dug it. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan with uh, uh, Benedict uh, in anything he does. I've you know, I, when they cast him as Doctor Strange, I was like, who else would have been more perfect? Not no one that I can think of. So he just brought out that character so well. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, and I think the the entire MCU, like the, the casting that's been done has been that way. Like every time they cast someone, I'm like, I don't know. And then you see him and it's like, OK, that that's I get it now. And I can now can now not picture anyone else in that role. Mm-hmm. It's it's nice when they they can prove you wrong in that sense. I mean, it all leads back to when you're speaking about Batman earlier, you know, Heath Ledger and the Joker. Everyone's yeah. like, nope, you know, and they yeah. surprise you on stuff like that, you know, and that's what they've done so well. Other than, uh, I guess I would say, uh, I'm, not, I'm still not the biggest fan of uh, Captain Marvel and Brie Larson playing her, but another yeah. discussion yeah. for another day, I think. <laughs> yeah, it, it does remind me, though, of like, uh, like you said, like with Batman, with the, with the Heath Ledger thing, but same thing with Robert Pattinson, right? Like when they first announced him as, as Batman, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, first I'm like, oh, the Twilight guy. But then when I look, look at his other like film credits and the stuff he's done it's a lot of independent stuff it's a lot of dark themed stuff it's it's um really artistic stuff and it's like okay well i i was looking at this guy wrong he can play anything i think the the twilight series was kind of like the um the what the exception you know not the rule it was kind of like that's he got cast in that it was kind of like it became what it was but he was way more than that. Like, it's kind of like Leonardo DiCaprio being cast in, in something early on. And you're like, that guy's never going to play a serious, dramatic, like, awesome, you know what I mean? Like, awesome role. It, just kidding. Because then you see, like, one of the greatest actors of our time. So same same type of thing. Like, Robert Pattinson, I feel like I want to see his version of Batman now. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited beyond belief for it. I can't wait. And I'll probably I'll be there the first day it comes out. You know, yeah, just to, just to see it, you know, plus also it, Batman's my favorite character. Yeah, one, one of mine as well. Yeah. Like I, mm-hmm. when it comes to DC, I'm just a Batman head. Like, that's all I want to read. That's all I want to watch. Like, I watch <laughs> the other stuff. I, I dig it. You know, like I even watch. I'm not gonna lie. I watch like the CW series. I've seen all of them like every <laughs> every season. Um, But there's nothing like Batman. There's nothing mm-hmm. like that. I've seen all those too. <laughs> so I'm right there with you, all the CW stuff. So I don't think I've missed one episode yet. Oh, it's good to know I'm not alone. All right. Um, so steering into this episode, we're like almost 30 minutes in. We haven't even got to the episode, but that's good. That's that's good. That, that's good conversation. So um, I'll just kind of go through the episode and we'll, we'll uh, chat about it as we go. So for sure. I thought it was pretty cool uh, when, when they opened up, it was, basically the beginning of winter soldier right we had um 
Captain Carter there instead of Captain Rogers, but it was that same opening from Winter Soldier where they're going onto the ship. And um, he goes down and, or she goes down and she's throwing down with someone and then the watcher just appears. And she's like, what, mm-hmm. what is that? Um, and he's like, oh, you've been chosen. And then we jump right to the next scene, right? And it's like, then we see Quill where we saw him at the end of the, the T'Challa Star-Lord episode, which I was waiting to see where that went. I was like, when they showed Peter Quill at the end of the episode and like Ego coming to get him, I was hoping we'd get an episode of that. Were you the same on that? Yeah, I was, I I was, and that was actually with almost all of them. I mean, it, they, they all finished off like, what's really happening? What's going to go on after that? But yeah, especially that one, like, you're showing that he's just coming to get him himself. So are they going to build more into it i know there's a season two but mm-hmm. are they gonna how are they gonna go about it and yeah when they came into that i was like yes i i am totally down for that um yeah i thought yeah like, i i was either leaning towards like they're gonna bring that back in season two and show us or i don't know i i honestly didn't think they would come back to it this season but i'm kind of glad the way the way it played out i wasn't sure how they were if if they were going to actually connect any of these this season i probably wasn't thinking that in the beginning but you know as Mm -hmm. it goes on oh i see i think they might be kind of trying to collapse these universes together somehow or or you know have them intertwine but yeah early on i was just like oh i want to see that i want to see that episode have them make a you know what if you know ego found peter quill later in life and he was never started like that would have been cool to see i thought maybe it would show I, I yeah, I just found it a little bit hard to believe that that the watcher would pick some of those people for that team, but I get it. I get for the storytelling, you know, aspect mm-hmm. why they did that. Yeah, and it makes sense towards the end, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, who do you think what who else they would have, you know, really chosen though? Right. I don't know. Like I guess I just imagine you know, for this show they had to do the universe the universes they've already shown, so we knew the characters, but it's like in the vast multiverse, you know, he went to eight places or seven places, right? And two of those people were bad. It's like a, a quarter of them were not great people to have on a team. But I guess it works out because Doctor Strange ended up being a, a pretty important person to have, have on the team. And then obviously the, the, the Killmonger thing comes into play pretty well later. So it worked. Yeah, which speaking of that, the stories that they, you know, kind of left hanging out there, the only one we didn't see really was the whole uh, end of that Killmonger episode. Yeah, that's true. They were they were like um, they were like hatching a plan to go in and do something about him taking over as as Black Panther as King of Wakanda. And then just Mm kind of ended. Yeah, Yeah. So maybe we get an episode next season. It's very possible. Yeah, they could continue some of these stories. I think my my uh, thoughts were that. By the time we get to a year from now, when they might be doing another one next summer, I feel like we're going to have some other characters come into play. Like they'll probably have like a, you know, a, a, a Shang-Chi episode. They'll probably have mm-hmm. a, an episode featuring the Eternals, you know, um, maybe Spider-Man will get his own full episode. And I don't know. I feel like they're going to bring some of the new blood in next time they do some what ifs. Mm hmm. But they for sure could return to some of these. Some of these are like ripe for the picking. They they would be really good to finish out or see where it goes. What if if, if uh, Uncle Ben never died? Type thing. 
Yeah, yeah, they could totally do that. Yeah. So, yeah, you're there. You're right on that. So, I guess, I guess we'll see next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got a while to wait. Who knows what could happen by then? It's like we got a multiverse. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like. But. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Thor screams. Viva Las Vegas begins the attack, and um, basically Ultron crushes them for a second. Uh, but they're protected by the 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 strange armor, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite things in the fight was was when Thor throws Molnir, and then Strange like makes it become like thousands of Molniers, mm-hmm. like crushes it. I thought that was awesome. That was yeah. an awesome like idea to do that. It it was it was really cool. And then especially like once he did the ball of it, and he saw that like little straggler, you know, that came, yeah. and you just see the ting, and I was yeah. like. That is awesome. I was like, it's it's a different chain, different way to see all uh, Molnir and what you could do with him, and do with it and all that. So, yeah, and th- th- this whole series has had, you know, it's no stranger to these awesome fight scenes. Like all the sequences, all the fight sequences, action sequences, and this have been really awesome every single episode. But I feel like they even got better and better towards the end. Yes. Yes, they did. I mean, it definitely improved it more and more and more throughout it. You're right. And I almost feel like in, in uh, some of the episodes, the animation got better, too. Like, I, I feel like noticeably it was better towards the end. Like, they would do close-ups of people's faces and stuff, and it just looked a little bit better than the earlier episodes. But maybe that was, maybe that was just me. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I really paid attention enough on that. But um, I could see that. I mean, it, it it could very well be how all of this was done. I mean, this was done where probably most people working from home and, right, you know, or who knows how it was all developed and done, you know, for it. Because I'm sure they, I think, didn't they had haven't they had most of these done for months? Yeah, months? I think months. Yeah, I think so. And you imagine that they could have different teams working on different episodes and stuff. So. They could have different looks and feels to them, for sure, like animation-wise. Mm-hmm. And it's just like comic books in general, you know? Right, right. To get new artists, new writers, mm-hmm. changes the whole feel. Yeah. All right, so uh, another really cool part that I thought, another way that Strange used his powers was when he opens the portal and, like, the zombie, the zombies pour through from, from the zombie universe. Mm-hmm. And that's something that this episode did really well, too, is, like, tied in, like, not only brought the the different characters from the different universes, but would bring in elements from yeah. the other universes in because, you know, he does that. He opens the portal and brings in the, the zombies and not only the zombies, but the, the Scarlet zombie. Right. And she's just like released like a rabid dog on him. And, and then you get like, I guess I'll just jump to it now. Like later he uh, brings the Kraken through from, from the Captain Carter episode. Mm-hmm. All the oh, little separate things. That was that was awesome. I mean, the Scarlet Zombie was my favorite part. You know, through the whole mm-hmm. thing is just how she came down, and it's like it, how badass she was in the Zombies episode. And then she starts firing on him. Eddie takes it all in, and she's like, "Oh crap, this is not <laughs> yeah. good." You know, like I'm nothing compared to him. <laughs> yeah, and I'll be honest. Like I forgot. Like when the zombies were coming through. And he's like, it's not just the zombies, it's what came with them. And there was, like, the bombs. And then on top of that, there was Scarlet Witch, right? Um, 
and I'd forgotten about the Scarlet Witch element of that episode. So that was cool. It actually surprised me. I'm like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you that didn't was expect awesome. it. <laughs> yeah. Right, and so, it didn't overdo the zombies, too. No, no, no. That was great. And they, they just poured them in on this episode. They just poured them in for that one second. That was it. It was mm-hmm. like it was like one attack, if you will. Right. That he used. Oh, it was pretty. Yeah, I, I thought that yes. was cool. And then yes. we have um, so eventually Gamora comes in and this is like her contribution to the fight, right? Like everyone's kind of going at him from different angles. They're fighting as a team and it's like, it, but nothing's actually defeating him. It looks like they're like kicking his ass the whole time and that, but nothing's actually doing anything. He's got all the infinity stones. So uh, Gamora has this infinity stone crusher. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, well, if we just do, we'll use this, we'll crush the stones. And then he won't have power anymore. So uh, they do that, but then they're forced to realize that because the universes are different, the crusher from her world wouldn't work on the stones from another world. So a little bit of clever writing there. I don't know how much I would buy it, but like it, it works. It works for what they're trying to do. They're just like, oh, well, clearly, you know, like things are on different wavelengths. This doesn't work here on this thing. So, yeah, I mean, and it it tied it into the Loki episode. You know, mm-hmm. or series, you know, and with how they use the infinity stones as paperweights, you know, and yeah. it, it's it, it kind of brought that little bit to it. But, yeah, it was it, it was one of those things. It was like it almost felt to me like how how are we going to get this? Yeah. Part? How we what can we do to do it? And it was kind of like almost an afterthought, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I can picture them like sitting around in the writer's room like, all right, now how are we getting out of this corner? Like. And then someone's like, dude, what? it's different universes, right? The Infinity Stones are useless or, you know, whatever. And then they're like, oh, well, we'll bring something else. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I feel like that's, that's exactly how it happened. Yeah. Let's just go with this. This sounds good. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> this amazing episode. You have one little part that's just like, okay, it's good, but it's not on par with it. You know? <laughs> yeah. It, it works. It, it'll, yeah. it'll be okay. The uh, rest of the episode is is awesome enough. No one will really recognize it. <laughs> Who's going to be breaking this down beat for beat on a podcast? You know? Yeah. Oh, so you don't realize what nerds are really about. You know, <laughs> you should know that by now. <laughs> so Ultron realizes that that Strange is the one protecting all of them. That's why he cannot take them out fully. And um, so he's like, he needs to kill Strange first to defeat them. Um, but obviously that doesn't play out. You know, they, they end up defeating him in, in the way that Widow and Hawkeye were trying to defeat him in, in the What If Ultron 1 episode, mm-hmm. where Widow brings in the Zola virus, right, and, like, gives it to Ultron. Like, that's how they end up doing it, which I thought was pretty cool, man. Like, that was one more element they brought from another episode, and one that I thought was actually going to work in that Ultron episode. I'm like, oh, this is how they do it. But I was also wondering at the end of the Ultron episode, like, okay, so if they do defeat him, then what? Because it's literally them two left on Earth, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it it was interesting. It makes you makes you think a lot more of how they're gonna you know take the story or where they'll take it and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, they went to use it and nothing really happened. Yeah, you know, um, the only the only thing I mean now that I kind of think of it, and I don't know if I just missed something or something like that. So. How did they get it back into the arrow? You know, I because <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. 
and that's just you know me being nitpicky as it is but it just makes my curiosity because the arrow was emptied into one of ultron's you know minions basically yeah so how did they bring that in you know or what did they do or i mean but you know it was it was cool to see that oh hey i forgot i got this dude in this arrow here you know that's kind of like an analog like an analog versus digital type war in a sense yeah i wonder if she was able to just download him again into it like you know like if he's re-downloadable into mm-hmm. a new arrow like i don't know i don't know because yeah. I, I don't feel like she had the arrow with her the whole time or she would have used it earlier yeah yeah it's it's it, it makes you wonder a little bit and you know i mean it's like why or how or you know whatnot but it's it's understandable because the only way for him to transfer himself is that way from one thing to another. He's not, right. he's so old school in that sense. Uh, Cause they pulled it out from way back where it's, he doesn't have wifi. Right. You know, doesn't have an internet connection. It's you plug in yeah. something and you transfer from one to the other. Yeah. All it's all analog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So so they 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 finally separate him from the stones and then you know plot twist Killmonger gets all the infinity stones. Mm-hmm. And that's what we alluded to earlier but yeah he plans to use them for his version of good, right? It it doesn't look good for everyone else until somehow benevolent Zola Vision hybrid rises up to battle him. And um strange ends up i guess this is what happened this is what maybe you can help me because i'm trying to understand what he did here it it, i think that strange contained them those two and the stones in a time loop like he did with Dormammu in the dr strange movie is that what is going on no if you go back to his episode remember he destroyed most of his universe uh-huh. So the only way he was able to survive is to do that little bubble, which was the last little bit of his universe. Yeah. So he basically brought his, at least from the way I see it, oh, it just switched. Anyways, yeah, he brought the universe to to them, and it's like, well, what else can I do to hold them in there? Yes, there's a way to contain them, but mm-hmm. they still have a chance to break out. But that's at least that's the way I kind of saw it. Okay. Because, you know, yeah, I, I was wondering... I was wondering how, well, how did Strange get out anyway? I mean, the, obviously, the Watcher came and got him out. Mm-hmm. But, like, was he stuck in there? Or was he just protecting himself in there? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's, that's hard to say. I mean, it's, I think he was stuck because he doesn't have, he didn't personally have a way to travel through the multiverses. Yeah. Not like the Watcher can or Ultron could and all that. And that's kind of what happens there between the, you know, Zola and Ultron at the end. Yeah, that's, you know, Killmonger at the end. Yeah, I don't don't know how he um, then used it to basically imprison them then. then. That's why I was thinking it was a time loop, because, you know, obviously that's what he used in in the strange movie at the end. But Mm -hmm. like how they were kind of in battle and he like encased them in this thing right in the middle of their like little struggle for the stones mm-hmm. but I don't, maybe not maybe maybe they are just encased in there like frozen in there almost like frozen in time because yeah, it didn't look like they were moving at all no. 
no, it didn't. It looked like they were sitting like completely still. And you think, I mean, you would at least think maybe if it was dealing with the time stone, mm-hmm. you would have seen, you know, more of them focus on the eye of Akimoto and showing right. that because usually that's what they do when it's like something with the time. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's I don't know what that thing is. What is that thing? We haven't seen it <laughs> other than, like I said, the Doctor Strange episode. But yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll find out what that is later on sometime. But anyway, that's what he does. He puts them in this little crystal stone thing, uh, encases them in this crystal thing, and that's it. Um, and then the end. I guess since Natasha's Earth is now void of any human life. The Watcher decides to send her to another universe where she takes the place of her variant that died, right? And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I don't know. What do you think about that? Do you think that they're kind of showing us this to, like, leave the door open to bring characters back, like a Black Widow or something in the films? Because they could do that, right? Like, I don't know how much she would want to do it at this point with all the drama. Um, yeah. but, <laughs> but, you know, like, are they doing that to show us or leave the door open to like, Hey, we can always use these old characters again. Like we could just pull them from another, another universe. I, I, I think you're, you basically hit the nail, you know, on the head there with it of bringing them back. Cause that's the first thing I thought I was like, does this mean we're going to see her back in mm-hmm. the whole Marvel universe, the MCU and all that. Right. Or right. what, you know, I mean, it's, it's so questionable, but then once you look at it and you're like, okay, this universe is different. Yeah, yeah, than it what is. We saw. I mean, it was the battle with Loki and all that, but the whole battle was on uh, a shield uh, helicarrier. Yeah. And she was already dead in that universe. So yeah. that wasn't the same universe that we've been watching in the, the mm-hmm. main MCU timeline. So yeah, yeah, it's definitely like, that's what I thought at first too. And then I'm like, yeah, okay, okay. This is a different universe. So that doesn't mean she's back. Um, but... Does it mean that they definitely could if they wanted to? Are they showing us that, like, hey, if we want to, we can. We can, you know, mm-hmm. we can pluck a different Black Widow and bring her in here. You know, kind of like a stuff that they've done in the comics where, like, Miles Morales, like, crosses over. Like, they've mm-hmm. done stuff. So, I don't know. Maybe they're showing us that to let us know that it's possible. Leave it open. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's. It's so hard to predict, you know, it's so much mm-hmm. is changing in it and they keep adding and taking away and doing all that stuff. I, I truly don't know, except for I think we're going to have to wait till uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of uh, Madness and see what happens there between that and um, Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to play out over the next couple films. And probably mm-hmm. for a while, too, if, like, we've got, like, Kang involved now and stuff, I have a feeling like it's going to go even beyond that. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long they'll play that out. Like, I don't think it's going to be um, the way we saw a 10-year build to Thanos. I don't think it's going to be like that. I feel like I feel like maybe they're going to do, like, a main villain per phase rather than take three phases to get to a main villain. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think they I might think, speed it up a little bit like that, especially with the X-Men coming. We got the Fantastic mm-hmm. Four, all these new villains they could use. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm i not going to lie. I want them to figure it out and get to Galactus. I just want to see what they're going to do for Galactus because anything could be better than what we saw. 
you know, Fantastic Four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they'll speed it up and go quicker uh, too. It's it's it, it it did become after a while once you got towards the end. Um, there was that point that it's like okay, let's let's be done with this and move on to the next. Yeah, yeah, and I I you know I'm I just don't see them dragging Kang out much longer than a phase. You know, I mm-hmm. think I think he's the phase four villain. And I think phase five is something else. That's when we're going to get into X-Men, Fantastic Four. We're going to get villains from those universes probably, right? Like Galactus, like you said, like, um, I don't know, you know, playing with, they could play with Magneto as a villain for one phase and then have him become, you know, better, you know, be a good guy for a while. Like, who knows? But I def- definitely think they're going to speed it up, especially with the the large influx of new characters they have now to play with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's and it's just going to keep growing and growing and growing. I mean, and they're not scared to use whoever. I mean, we're getting uh, what's that show? The um, Miss Marvel or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, show. And it's not like something you would expect a character like that to get a full blown show for. Right. That's what's cool. You know, Yeah. there's a there's a Moon Knight show. You know, yeah. most people most people that have been watching these movies, like casual fans or people who got into the MCU but were never into the comics, they've never even heard of Moon Knight. So, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's crazy that e- even with this influx of new and really popular characters like X-Men and Fantastic Four, they're still playing with a lot of B characters, a lot of people that people have never heard of. And I dig that because it's fun for me. I don't know anything about Moon Knight. I'm waiting for the series. I don't even want to go read up on him because I want it to, mm-hmm. like, see it for the first time on the screen like that's fun for me yeah yeah and it's the it it definitely makes a difference i mean and you just even going back to the beginning i mean yes people knew who captain america iron man but did you know as much about thor or black widow or you know any of those other characters i mean they were never on the level of like a spider-man or a batman or a superman you know something like that they were never that big yeah, they were like they were B level at best in terms of uh-huh. like popularity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's what next level. Yeah, that's what the that's what the gives me so much faith in the MCU. Like, if they can make those characters the most interesting in the world for a period of time, then yeah. what can they do with with characters like you know, like Wolverine, like you know, the, these mm-hmm. hugely popular characters? Like, how how much better are they going to be when they bring them to life? I, I cannot wait. For the X-Men. I don't know if you can oh, tell. Yeah. That's like that's, that's <laughs> I've been waiting so long for them to like not that I want to feed the giant Disney Corporation, you know, uh oligarchy that the that they're building. <laughs> but like I, I still like there's a there's a part of me that just wants all these characters together, you know, and wants to see it play out, wants to see mm-hmm. what the MCU can do with my favorite, you know, with my X-Men. Yeah, it's I'm totally for seeing how they're going to take it with the X-Men. But my my biggest hope out of all of it is or biggest, you know, want and excited to see is the Fantastic Four. I'm not like the biggest Fantastic Four fan, mm-hmm. but I know how I didn't even see the last one. I was like, I don't even want to see it. Yeah, that's that's a good call. But the, the even, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, and the two before that weren't even that good. And I'm like, I know what they can do. And I know what those characters can bring to the table with yeah. everything they have. Like, I'm, 
really want to see, you know, it would be the first, it will be, I guess if you think of it, it will be the first, like, true group of superheroes, you know, that are already a team. It's not like they have to bring them together. They're already a team. They were already together, already friends, all that stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm curious, too, if they'll do that with the X-Men, like, are they going to mm-hmm. bring in them in, like uh, at least as a five-person team to begin with, and then have other characters join in? Um, I would love that if it played out like the comics. Like if you had the five originals, and then eventually, like they had to go recruit like Wolverine and Storm and Colossus, and like made it that whole storyline. Like, I think that would be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, and the whole time they also have to take in consideration with what's going on with Deadpool too. You know, because mm-hmm. we know that's not going anywhere. Thank God. <laughs> right. right. You know, I mean, it's... That'll, that'll be interesting to see, though, too, like a, a rated R Disney film. That's going to be really wild to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's which which speaking of that, um, you know, it brings up my curiosity too. Uh, they just announced about, um, I guess, most of the characters from Daredevil are signed on to start doing uh, another daredevil show. I don't know if it's going to be the same, if it's going to be a continuation right. or anything like that, but that's like, you know, cause that was rated R. Yeah. You know? I feel like that was, um, well, I, I still, dude, I still think that's, that's rumor. I don't think that's been confirmed, but like, I yeah. would love that. I think that was one of mm-hmm. the greatest series that they've ever made. Like the daredevil series was so damn good. Mm-hmm. It was like, I was sad to see it go like some of those other series. Not so much. I really liked the Punisher and I absolutely mm-hmm. love Daredevil. Like Daredevil yeah. was just epic. Like it, it, I mean, like our first introduction to like Daredevils in, in movies and, you know, series, whatever we had Ben Affleck as, as, and it was not a good movie. And it, it you know, it's like, I just love when they first announced a Daredevil series, I'm like, oh, man, don't like mess this up again. Like, but it was so good and every mm-hmm. season was good. it wasn't like they had a weak season every season was really good yes yes exactly i mean it was i mean from beginning to end and when that when netflix said oh we're done we're getting rid of these and i'm like mm-hmm. why i mean you got money right here but i guess it did come down to that it was way too expensive for them to keep doing it mm-hmm. uh, just to make sense but yeah, I mean, and they, the castings were spot on. And yeah, all I, say, I say, like, you can, and I like Jessica Jones, too, and, and Luke Cage was all right. Iron Fist was not great. But, like, I feel like I would give them all the other characters if I can keep Charlie Cox and John Bernthal. Like, if you can mm-hmm. give me those two characters and just let them stay and be in the MCU now, yeah. you can have the you other ones. You can't forget Kingpin. Uh, what's his name? Vincent. Yeah. Yes. Um, Yes. Vince D'Onofrio, yeah. Yeah, D'Onofrio. Yeah, I feel like the whole cast. I mean, you bring Mm -hmm. the whole show. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to bring the whole show. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, and I mean, even the one that, the one person that actually tied them all together between every show and uh, bring in, uh, what's her name, Rosario uh, Dawson and -hmm. her character, you know, because she tied everything and she was, even though she seemed like she got tossed around a lot, she played it so well. So that would be that would be another I wouldn't mind seeing her. Yeah, yeah, leave her in there because she was mm-hmm. part of the series. Yeah, and yeah, you're right. She tied all the series together, so it it would be fitting. I'd love to keep her, and we'd have her all over the place because she's Ahsoka too. So that'd be yeah. great. 
Yes, and she's amazing. She's in Ahsoka. She, yeah, <laughs> yeah, she is. She's in everything. She is yeah. in everything. Uh-huh. I love it. Yeah, she's she's grown as an actress. That's been just better and better and better and better. Hundred percent. So, so circling back a little bit, uh, uh-huh. the watcher, the watcher broke his oath big time, like big time, right? And, and mm-hmm. like time and time again in this series, in this episode. So what happens now? Like, do you think there's going to be some sort of consequence for him doing that down the road? Are we going to see like the results of that happening? Yeah. It's hard to say because to me, it made it seem like when he was talking about like what was going on was everyone else in his race is gone Mm -hmm. is what it kind of sounded like. Like they were the last few. I mean, we saw, I mean, of course, in Guardians, um, we saw the few watchers that were there, um, but it they kind of made it sound like the rest of the watchers were, you know, all, you know, either dead or who knows what. so yeah, I hope there is a consequence because that they relied so heavy on it, heavily on it. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah, they made it a big deal the entire series, uh-huh. right? Like, I shall not break my oath. I will not do it. Like, and then him struggling with it the whole time, and it's like, so mm-hmm. there's got to be some consequence to that, or he wouldn't be so, you know, hell bent on not doing it especially like if you like as you said if he's the only one left and there's no one to give him a consequence but i just feel like there should be some sort of like maybe like universal consequence something that happens no matter what because of that like it ruins something does something Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. you know affects the universe in some way and that's how they're gonna tie in all this stuff into the actual MCU because they said, I mean, all this is canon. Yeah. You know? So maybe something will turn it into who knows what, and that's how. I mean, who knows? Maybe that's how they really pull in X Men and Fantastic Four and all that stuff into it. Yeah. Yeah, and I was wondering too. Like, I thought this series was gonna tie more directly to the Loki series because of what happened in the Loki series. Like, they basically you know, opened up the multiverse, made mm-hmm. it a thing again. And I thought that there would be something related to that. Like, that's why the multiverses were like intertwining and stuff. But they didn't like they didn't refer to the, the Loki stuff at all. They didn't in any way show that as part of the story. And I'm curious I, because the whole time I was thinking it would come into play. But it definitely it like what the Loki series did do is made this series possible. Right. Like mm-hmm. there wouldn't be. A multiverse to look at if it wasn't for the Loki series. So I get that. I just I don't know why I was expecting the whole time for it to be like, oh, and this ties back to the Loki series, or like we get to see maybe at the very end you see Kang show up, like that universe's version of Kang or something, because they talked about it so much in that final episode of Loki about how there's other versions of Kang, you know, some scarier versions. I thought maybe we were gonna see him. Yeah, no, I I, I definitely see that and I think the only thing that held off on that is, well, two reasons. One, they've got a season two coming. Mm -hmm. Um, And then two, the whole Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. And they don't want to spoil too much from those. Yeah. Do you think that knowing that we have a season two coming, does that tell us that, you know, even if they wrap up this whole Kang thing and, and everything, that they do not reset it to a main timeline that they're going to leave the multiverse open like i feel like that kind of tells us that's what's going to happen i think they will 
I mean, I hope they will. I mean, it's there's only so much you can do in one universe in that sense. And having all the different um, people out there, you know, that gives a lot more stories and opportunities and yeah. things that they can do. Kind of like uh, what another thing I saw today, which I think this is official, um, the uh, Killmonger's definitely back in Black Panther 2. So that kind of stuff, you know, and you can bring, you know, some of those characters, especially with how big they are and these amazing actors that are playing them, you know, that they just don't bring in for one movie and then get rid of after that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering too, like, and I've, I've been kind of speculating for years that this is the way that they'll bring in the, the, the Fox characters that, mm-hmm. you know, just, just because I don't know how else they would explain it. Like I've heard other people try to explain it away different ways, but it's like, it's kind of hard for you to convince me that these all these really powerful characters have been there this whole time and never shown up, like not to fight Thanos at the end of the world, not to, you know, help out when something really terrible is happening. Like, I just find yeah. it hard to believe. So I feel like in order to explain that in a way that people will accept, you have to be like, oh, well, the X-Men are part of a different timeline, mm-hmm. but somehow they're going to intertwine. Yeah. And bring them in and all that. I mean, and really tie it together. It's Yeah, I even thought that they could, if they wanted to, and I don't know how much people would like this, but I feel like they could keep them separate still, like, until they want to cross them over. Like, they Mm -hmm. could have the X-Men be in one of these units. Like, the beginning of the movie could start off, like, Earth 7384. Like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it would be like a different universe. And then at some point, we get something like a Secret Wars where it crosses over. And then, you know, from there, we can have characters interact or something. But I feel like they could, they could start telling X Men stories that don't actually yet connect to the Avengers stories. Mm-hmm. Bring, you know, bring, you know, that because they're, that's two major teams. Two, it almost mm-hmm. would become too much. I think if they yeah. did just right off the bat, just like, oh, let's bring them all together. No, please don't. Right. <laughs> right. Keep them separate. Right. I feel like you could, and I feel like a great way now that they've introduced series, and you know what? This might be the game plan all along. They could introduce so many of these characters through series first and like really uh-huh. develop them before they ever put them in a team movie or something. Like they could have a, a, a Weapon X series showing the like origins of Logan, right? And they could mm-hmm. have a, a series showing like you know some of the original x-men or something or show professor x's past in a series like him and magneto's past before they ever before uh, professor x formed the x-men like you could show that you could have a magneto series or something uh you know leading up and you wouldn't have to do movies right off the bat you could that's these that's what these series seem like they're going to be really good for like they're doing the kamala khan thing they're doing the she-hulk thing moon knight they're introducing brand new characters in series form. So I feel like that might be the way to go with, with X-Men and, and, and characters like that. I, I, I could see that happening. Um, I don't, I mean, the only thing I don't know if they would start off with something like that, you know, especially for, you know, the Logan or something like that, just because that's such a big character mm-hmm. and the movies make so much more money in a sense. Yeah. You know, yeah, a billion yeah. dollar movie compared to something that's going to, you know, that people are paying, you know, 10 bucks a month for. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
something like that. But, you know, it's kind of like they're doing even, you know, to look at it like DC is doing with, you know, HBO Max and all that. They they've got the Batman, but then on the other side, they have, um, I guess, two other series for the Batman movie that are going to be going spinoffs. One is for I think it's for Gordon, Commissioner Gordon or something like that. And then there's another that's supposed to be for the Penguin. Yeah. You know, type thing, you know, so lesser people in that sense. Yeah, they, they could do that. Or they could even, you know, they could give us uh, Wolverine in a film and then mm-hmm. go like coming next year, a six part series on Disney Plus of, you know, Logan's past or mm-hmm. whatever. Like that yeah. would be cool. Like a prequel series or something like that. I'd be I totally know. down. Just don't hold off so long like they did with uh, uh, Black Widow. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Just so release it. (laughs) All right. So I've got, if you've got some time to stick around here, I've got, um, I've got an email and I've got a couple of questions from people. So I was going to read this email, read a couple of questions and have you weigh in on them as well. For sure. Okay, cool. All right. So this email is from Steve Banvard. He's been a guest on the show before and he writes in, uh, semi-frequently to kind of give his thoughts on the episode. So I figured I would read that here and we'll see what he has to say. So uh, he says, the what if season finale stuck the landing, tying together all the disparate universes seen in the previous state episodes with one exception. In what universe have we seen space Iron Man and Gamora, survival of the Sakaar and destroyer of Thanos? He says, uh, that sounds like a plot ripe for the picking. Perhaps they'll do it in season two. Um, and yes, there needs to be a season two. So I agree with that overall. I mean, I think they definitely stuck the landing on this series, and it's probably one of my favorites. But what do you think about the the Gamora thing? Do you think that we should have gotten a proper Gamora episode before they tied it in like that? So from my knowledge at least everything I've seen, there was an episode. Mm -hmm. But the pandemic affected um, them recording it, and they scrapped the episode between Gamora and uh, Iron Man. And that's that's why it's not there. And they pushed it off to supposedly season two is going to have it. And that's why we didn't see it. That's why there's only nine episodes and not ten. You know, because nine episodes is kind of odd <laughs> yeah i thought the you same know. thing and i was like well i was like you know wandavision did mm-hmm. nine but like yeah. but yeah i did think I'm, the whole time i'm like why wouldn't they just make it 10 and from the beginning i heard that these was these were going to be 10 episode series so i was uh-huh. like why'd they make it nine and then it was uh-huh. like oh and they left out this yeah. story totally could have just made it a solid 10 and gave us the gamora story so oh that's interesting mm-hmm. I'm, hopefully yeah. we do get to see that later because that would be interesting to see yeah, no, I'm I, I'm totally with him on seeing it and seeing what they can, you know, do with building that backstory uh, between them. Because, yeah, I thought I, I did know on the side before I started watching it, but I didn't realize it until um, one of the guys that I watch on YouTube all the time. Once he talked about it, I didn't really think about it. And when he brought it up, he said, yeah, they, uh, you know, word is they scrapped the episode because that's was supposed to be in there and everything that i had told me they were going to have the episode yeah and i'm like that makes sense completely makes sense because it came out of nowhere (laughs) 
Yeah, I saw that episode list leaked like earlier in the the series, like towards the beginning, and it, uh-huh. that was one of the the episodes on the list. It said uh, Tony and Gamora. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, there's, there's. yeah, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, no, it's and they did stick the. Uh, I completely agree about sticking the landing at the end and you know building it into it, and um, it couldn't have ended any better way. Yeah, I agree. 100%. I've, I've had people say that, like, they didn't necessarily want it to all tie together, but I'm like, this is the MCU, man. You, 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 like, the audience kind of expects it to connect. So mm-hmm. I thought it was cool that they that they brought it all together and showed us that, hey, um, these these universals can can be intertwined. Like, people can cross over, and that, that sets us up for later, I feel like. Bring in other what-if questions. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right, yeah. so... Uh, we got a question from Ken Jansen's. Uh, he he wants to know: Do you think there will be any straight link from What If to the new Spider-Man movie? Will the bad Doctor Strange in What If be the guy in that movie? Some people have speculated that. That is an amazing question. <laughs> I ha- I haven't even thought about that. You know. So w- when you saw the Spider-Man trailer, did you? get the idea that that doctor strange was kind of odd like he was acting kind of odd out of sorts yeah. his yeah. his winking of the eye and like mm-hmm. he was so protective in his movie and this one it's like yeah okay i just thought maybe his cockiness came back you know in that sense from when he was like a doctor yeah yeah he did he seemed like super carefree like yeah. very whimsical with this like oh you know yeah i'll just do, i'll do it don't worry about it peter like mm-hmm. Kind of strange. He was acting strange, if you will, um, but definitely out of character. To, yeah. To, and just, yeah, his mannerisms. And I thought he even kind of looked kind of off. I don't know what that, maybe it was just makeup, but he looked kind of off. But anyway. Wearing um, a sweatshirt underneath. Yeah. It, it was weird. Yeah. And his house was all cold. What was that about? Like the, the, the wintered house? Like, That's I don't know what's going on. Good question. Like something he did messed up on it or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So could that be like the Sorcerer Supreme Strange or some other version of Strange? Um, will What If tie into the Spider-Man movie, do you think? I personally don't think so. And the reason why is, I mean, it's a great question with the and a great way to look at it with Doctor Strange. But the the way I see it is Doctor Strange has become almost like another watcher now. And he has to sit and watch that bubble. Mm, and make okay. sure they're not going to break out. So uh, he said he was going to do that. He has nothing else to live for. You know, right. there's nothing there. So I personally think it's going to be something where we won't see much until we get to the actual Doctor Strange movie. Maybe mm-hmm. and we'll, it will tie into it. But I don't I think there, there's so much going on with Spider-Man as it is already. Yeah. Yeah. That would be just one more thing. And like this crazy concoction yeah <laughs> we had it already with spider-man 3 you know <laughs> yeah. Yeah. all right um okay so and lastly we have your friend and mine ryan for he wants us to rank the episodes of what if now for for time's sake um let's go top five so okay if you gotta rank five what do you think your top five episodes of the series uh first uh number five would be 
I would have to go with the What If Zombies. Okay. Um, I just I enjoyed it a lot, but also, I mean, zombies have been also in my mind overplayed a lot too. So it was it was cool to see, but also that was it should have been a longer episode in my feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I loved how they did it and the look and all of them. And uh, number number four would be I would go with episode nine. So the okay. what if Ultron won? Um, no, episode nine's the what if the Watcher broke his oath? Ultron one is episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry. <laughs> they there was oh, ten, but yeah. all right, good. <laughs> I know you get so used to it and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> um, right, so, th- so this one was number your number four. Number four would be episode nine. Then number yeah. three would be episode eight, the What If Ultron one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, hands down, I love the look of Ultron. Yeah. Uh, it was, awesome. he, 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 as soon as he walked out on the episode with Thor, I was like, who came up with that idea? Because it looked incredible. Yeah. Um, and who, who doesn't love when he just, you know, you said he kind of like people are kind of depowered or whatever, but <laughs> it was pretty awesome to see him split Thanos right up the middle. Oh, yes. I mean, it was just like, he's just like a fleck, you know, just like brushed off his shoulder afterwards, yep. you know, yes. type thing. <laughs> um, After that, I would go with episode two. Um, I just... Uh, Two reasons. One, I just like the way he played uh, the whole Star-Lord and his character just fit really well. And I guess the other was a whole sentimental side of it, too. Like, this is the last time we're going to see anything that's specifically with, you know, our with Black Panther, Mm -hmm. you know, so um, with Chadwick being passing away and all that. Um, And then the final... My number one overall was the Doctor Strange episode. So episode four there. That just, it was, it was top. I mean, the beginning, the middle, the end, it all fit together. It was a full story. It felt, you know, great watching it. You know, it had me excited throughout the whole thing. And it had that darkness to it that, you know, like you said earlier, it was something we haven't seen in the MCU. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah I, I agree. I agree. Not to show my hand, but that was that was yeah, that was my favorite one. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll yeah. go through my five, but just know that, right. that that was definitely the uh, that Doctor Strange one was head and shoulders above the rest for me. Um, yeah. But okay, so number five for me, I got to go with the uh, the Avengers being taken out serial killer style by uh, Hank Pym. I like that one. It was the first. Uh, it was the first episode where they where they kind of went dark. Mm-hmm. Right. It was right right before the Doctor Strange episode. So it was like they was getting darker and darker. Um, uh, but, yeah, that that was the first one. I was like, oh, man, this is this is uh, finally the first two episodes. They didn't end on a sad note. And I felt like the the what if series kind of should at least sometimes mm-hmm. and end in a bad way. Um, yeah. So that was the first time they did it. And so that's my number five. And then I think I have these flip flop from you. Um, Maybe. Uh, did you like number nine as your number four? Was that? Yeah. That you? Okay. Well, then that's the same. Okay. So number nine, I liked. I actually liked number eight a little bit better. Um, I thought the action sequences were better. I liked uh, Hawkeye and Black Widow, you know, last ditch effort to take on Ultron in their world. I love that. I love the fight sequences with the with the little uh, the the other 
little Ultron bots. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that was really great. Um, and then number two has got to be zombies. I really enjoy that way more than I thought I was going to. Um, kind of mm-hmm. like you said, I went into it thinking like, ah, zombies again. Like this is, you know, I didn't care about it. Um, people had, a, a lot of people requested to be on the show for the zombies episode. And I was, I didn't understand it. I was like, why? You know, like, <laughs> I don't get it. But they had read the comics yeah. and, and they really liked the Marvel zombies comics. And, uh, um, but then when I saw it, I was pleasantly surprised. I thought they did it really well. There was a lot of um, funny stuff in it that I didn't expect, uh, but it was still pretty damn dark. I like that. And it was the only episode with Spider-Man in it, so I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And then, obviously, the Doctor Strange episode. So it's like, like I said from the beginning, the darker the better, and I feel like my list kind of does that. It's like the darkness from number five to number one just gets darker and darker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Agree mean, with you 100% on the uh, number one. Yeah, it's it's the writing, the action, the everything about it was just like, okay, this is this is great. And to see him fight himself basically, you know, throughout the whole thing, it was it was all about him and that's what it should have been because Doctor Strange, that's what his past is about. It's all about him. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, and one last thing I just wanted to ask you about since the next series is Hawkeye. Mhm. I'm guessing you probably saw the Hawkeye trailer. Yeah. What What do you think? Are you excited for this next series? How excited? I'm really excited because I I'm a fan of the underdog type guys, and you know I've really liked how um, the character's been played throughout it, and just the way he's been in it. I mean, I was right along with everyone. Like, where the hell is Hawkeye for the yeah. first you know part of? uh avengers there um and it he just has that thing with him just it it just makes it exciting in a sense and i like what they're gonna do and it it, i'm going in wondering how they're gonna really go about it and who's gonna be the big bad and all that stuff yeah yeah i didn't even think about like who was the big bad really um i obviously it's a kind of a passing of the torch series it looks like they're gonna do like you know him kind of passing off the the mantle if you will um to a younger and female version of himself um i i think that's kind of probably where hawkeye's story ends is with the series Uh most likely um so Sad to see. Um, I like Jeremy Renner, um, mm-hmm. and I like him in the character, but I like him in general. Um, but yeah, I, I'm interested to see it. And just the way that they did the trailer was really interesting. They got like the Christmas music. It seems like it's going to be taking place around Christmas. Um, and, and it kind of felt like, you know, your old school like action movies like that took place at Christmas, like a Die Hard, right? Um, mm-hmm type of it just gave me those vibes so i'm 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 excited for that I, i'm looking forward to it definitely looking forward to it better be careful there you're gonna start a start an argument with die hard and if it's really a christmas movie or not <laughs> it's clearly a christmas movie. I, I i agree with you <laughs> yeah i agree uh, and so many people go back and forth but yeah i mean the christmas side of it's amazing and i, I like how they're going to be building you know with that and i mean we if you've you know i guess Spoiler alert, I guess I could say, if you haven't seen Black Widow, um, I won't specifically dive into it for, you know, anyone else that hasn't seen it. But at the end of the movie, it plays into what we're going to see in the show. 
Yes. And you know what? I'm telling you, I'm not going to spoil it either, but the character that they are looking to bring in is one of my new favorite characters in the MCU. So I'm, I'm happy to see, like, I want to see what they do with that. Cause they, they made it pretty clear that something was going to play into the Hawkeye series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I feel like they, they brought it out on Disney plus at a perfect time too, for people who hadn't seen it to see that before they see the Hawkeye series. Yeah, I hadn't seen it yet, and I just watched it as soon as actually I was done watching uh, episode nine of What If. I was like, oh, let's move right into, <laughs> you know, Black Widow. And I was like, OK, I like it. I like it. So, yeah, uh, I dug it, man. I, I put it at least in the top half of MCU films for me. But, you know, I'm like mm-hmm. I, I'm one of those. Like I said, I love the grounded films. I love the human characters. I love even if they're enhanced, I like a more. Uh, someone who, like you said, like a more of an underdog, someone who's going to have a harder time defeating the enemy. Makes mm-hmm. it more interesting. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, I mean, they did they did so well. I mean, and the only, my only gripe is they took too long to put it out there. Yeah, yeah true. It should have come out right after Civil War. Like, that's where it should have fit oh, yeah. perfectly. It would have worked so well there. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if they would have, I, I don't know, that would have been a long ass wait to see that character that we're talking about again, but mm-hmm. it true. definitely would have fit much better there. Much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, very, very true. So. All right, man, kind of, cool. kind of wrapping things up here. Um, one more thing uh, before I let you go. Uh, I know I've kind of encouraged the listeners to donate to the charity, the extra life. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of want to do something myself. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to tie it to this episode. But for the next, I don't know, we'll go week. For every 100 downloads the episode gets, listens that it gets, I'm going to pledge like 25 bucks of my own money. So That's awesome. Yeah, however, you know, I, I feel like we can, if I'm going to ask other people to do it, I should probably do it too. I should put my money where my mouth is. And I feel like it's a good cause. The way you, ex- the way you described it sounds really cool. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, don't expect a million dollars or anything. I have a pretty small <laughs> list. Uh, but I'm sure together we can stir up uh, some interest and, you know, get that number up there a little higher. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's a, such a fun thing to do and it's for such a great cause and i mean the children's hospital um i've got a really good friend that i deal with directly a lot with it they are in such desperate need right now and it's just one of those things like whatever i can do to you know yeah do that and so i mean for for that stuff um like i said i'll pass you the link uh so you can post it up and also just pay attention i will be getting a little more active on social media and all that under the nerdology 5280 with getting it all set up and going so then people can see if they want to tune in on that day it's november 6th that i'll be doing it so i'll be off and on streaming and all that throughout the day so awesome throw in and i will be i haven't come up with the total yet but i will be matching donations personally so great that's awesome so yeah, anyone listening, share this episode. The more listens it gets, the more money that goes to Extra Life. So let's do that. Let's try to get the number up there nice and high. Um, Jamie, 
thank you, my friend. Thank you for coming on. This has been a great conversation. And, uh, you know, I've, I feel like after checking out Nerdology, I, I'm, I'm really glad. Like, I saw you on there, and I was like, you know what? This is going to be a good episode, and, and I'm glad we did it because it was. I had a lot of fun talking to you. So I hope you'll come back sometime, maybe break down another one. I am all for it. Always willing to talk. I've had a great time and enjoyed this so much. So, yes, feel free. I'm always open for talking about whatever. All right, ladies and gents, that's going to do it for the supersized conversation with Jamie. Wonderful guest, wonderful chat, and I hope you all enjoyed it as much as we did. Uh, don't forget to go follow Nerdology5280 over on YouTube. And even more importantly, go check out the charity Extra Life that we discussed on the show. It's a great charity benefiting Jamie's local Children's Miracle Network Hospital. And I think it's a fun and, and interesting way to raise money. As I said, I'm donating myself and I encourage you to do the same. But even if you don't, you can still help raise funds simply by sharing this episode and getting as many people as possible to listen. I'm pledging $25 of my own money, as I said in the episode, for every 100 listens this episode gets. So please share it with your friends, share it with your family. Let's get the numbers up and raise some money for a good cause. All right. If you want to reach out to comment or to ask a question, or if you're interested in being a guest on Marvel Plus, please reach out on Twitter or Instagram at RealBrettScott or email the show directly at MarvelPlusPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, rate and review the show over on Apple Podcasts. And if you love the show and you want more content, I invite you to come check out the Marvel Plus Patreon at Patreon.com slash MarvelPlus. And all of these links, including the link to the Extra Life charity will be in the show notes. So make sure you check those out. Um, yeah. All right. Thank you for listening. Uh, I'll be back very soon with a special Marvel Plus roundtable episode uh, for the entire What If series where we, where we talk about the show in its entirety and break down our favorite episodes, and favorite characters. and it, It's a lot of fun. It, it's always a lot of fun. So stay tuned on socials to find out which guests from the past will be returning for that roundtable. Um, these are, like I said, always a lot of fun and, and you don't want to miss it. As always, my name is Brett Scott and this has been Marvel Plus. Marvel Plus.